Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Is it summertime? I'm Andrew Daddo, and this is this glorious mess, Big Kids. It's Mamma Mia's podcast for parents who long for the loneliness of afternoon sleeps and partners at work. Oh, hey, ho. Speak in my language. I'm never alone in the house anymore, Andrew Daddo. Never alone in the house. It's coming for you soon, obviously, with school going back. It might well be because the kids are going back to school. Now, if you're new to this glorious mess, I'm Holly. I work at Mamma Mia. I've got two kids and the big one is about to go into high school and the little one is going into year four. Yeah. And if you are new to this glorious mess, big kids, Holly moved at the middle of last year, sucking her older child from her friends in grade six, who she would have gone to high school with, where it all would have been exciting and new to transplant her to a new (laughs) high school where she might not know everyone. Thanks so much, Andrew, for reminding me of that. Well, the only reason I say it, Holly, is because it has not been nearly as traumatic as we'd expected. It's true. We did expect all kinds of problems Mm. that have not eventuated, so that's good. Today's episode is for everyone whose kids are going back to school, and especially if your kids are looking down the barrel of high school. That makes high school sound bad. Looking at the glorious (laughs) prospect of high school on the horizon. Yeah. We asked you, our beautiful This Glorious Mess community, to share your best tips, because that's what we're all about here, is that we're all just muddling along. And if you've got any tips about transitioning, either for the kids or the parents, to high school, That's why I'm here, and Andrew Daddo has done this three times. His Mm. kids are all pretty much out the other side. Yeah, but it's interesting because now they're back at primary school, basically at university, which has its own level of hurt that's coming as well. So we'll probably touch on that. It's all the same thing. It's just different age groups on the way through. So it's good. Look, it'll be a fun show. It'll be interesting. And, of course, we're going to do our Nailed and Failed, but first of all, Parenting Mentors. Parenting Mentors. Because- <laughs> Parenting Mentors is when you get to ask Andrew or I, and we are not experts, but no. we do have a lot of parenting hours between us. Any of your questions about your kids? Now, the other week on This Glorious Mess Big Kids, we spoke about quitting, didn't we, Andrew? Mm. Whether or not quitting needs a rebrand because now it's acceptable to not want to keep doing things that are making you sad. <laughs> and we've got this interesting parenting mentor from one of our listeners called McKaylee. Now, she's said it out in an amazing way. I'm going to try and paraphrase so that you can all follow along at home. But she says the kid in question about her parenting mentor question is her, as she refers to him, the man child. And he's 17 and he's the oldest of her four 
kids. Spawn. Her spawn, yeah. <laughs> he wants to join the army after high school to become a mechanic or some kind of machinery-focused role within the armed forces. They live in a small country town in New South Wales. She says you will normally find Manchild on his bed but he's just started year 12 at the local school and after school he works for a local tyre business. Now, problem is he wants to quit his after school job. She says, Manchild seems to be showing a pattern of when things get a little out of my small comfort zone. There's no judgment here, okay, Lisa. <laughs> when things get a little out of my small comfort zone, his go-to reaction is quit. Over the course of year 11, we've scaled back his studies so he will complete year 12 but not obtain an ATAR, which is fine because he's just not that kid, says his mum. When he came to us and said he wanted to quit, she says us means her, stepdad and dad. There refers to them as a parenting team. I love that. The debate points that they talked about included this job is one and a half hours and in the afternoon and school holidays for as much work as he wants. It's not a huge commitment. Also, he is saving for his first car. Number two, debating points. It's a small town. He will be known within the small business sector as the kid that quit. Ooh. He is at the age of verging on being a fully functioning person within the workforce and society. McKaylee suggests, this is life, buttercup, suck it up. Number four in the debating points, you've got to show grit and a work ethic. And if we let him quit, does this facilitate a bad work ethic? So she says, we basically told him that he couldn't. And I went and spoke to his boss, who's a young local lad who started in the same position as Manchild and now owns the business. I told him our scenario and asked him, was the Manchild slightly sluggish and needed pushing sometimes? Was this a point of contention between them? Boss's answers said, yes, but he's a super great kid, polite, well-mannered, great with customers, just not too quick to get out of his shadow. That's such a good phrase. Boss was willing to keep him on because he genuinely wants to see Manchild do well. So in a nutshell, he isn't quitting because we didn't let him and he's been given a massive pep talk about working and showing grit. My question is, was this the right course? Should we have let him blow the bomb up in his face or have we given him the life lessons that many in this generation are missing? Ooh. Andrew, is Michaela right to talk her son out of quitting his after-school job? I'm her biggest fan. I think they've done it. No, no, I seriously think I've highlighted some of the things. This is life's buttercup, suck it up. You've got to show some grit and some work ethic, all these things. So you said something very interesting at the very beginning about quitting and relabeling quitting so it doesn't sound like a bad thing. And it's like, you know, sometimes you have to do things. Holly, you're in a cupboard right now. You're in a <laughs> fort made of fabric, right? So you can podcast in summertime it's probably 38 degrees in there. You have to do hard things. You have to do hard things. So you allow yourself to do other things. It's a fact. And the more that we let our kids off, I mean, I thought it was really interesting when she said that, you know, they changed his school setup so he'd be able to do his HSC but not his ATAR, so they made it easier for him. So at the very beginning, I'm going, mm, you're enablers, yes, you've enabled him to, to this. But then I get the rest of it, I'm going, yes! Well, what 
I like about that, Michaela obviously recognises the kind of kids she's got on her hands, right? We have all these blanket rules about parenting and kids and what they should do, but really sometimes you have to play to the hand you've got, right? Mm. So she obviously thinks he's not necessarily going to be an academic genius, this kid, but she wants to make sure he's got a strong work ethic because he'll go well in another direction, which I really like. I think one of the things I like about this email is it paints a very clear picture of the place they live. It's this small town where mum can go and talk to the boss yeah. down at the garage and say, hey, is my son pulling his weight or is yeah. he being a bit of a I don't a know about doing that. I don't know about doing that. <laughs> I like that. And so the guy's like, no, sure. You know, like I think in a small place, everybody talks to each other about everybody, don't they? So I think that you've done the right thing. My only question about this is, have you just postponed the inevitable? Because if he genuinely doesn't like it, and he genuinely might decide that he wants to quit anyway, it might just happen anyway. But I think that talking him into giving it another go was the right thing to yeah, do. Yeah, I do agree with you. But when he has the money and he buys his own car, yeah. right? So when he gets his own car, because he's fought hard and he's earned the money and he go, oh, the only reason I got this car was because I stuck it out in the job. He's got a boss who used to be him, who's helping him in, along his way. And if he does join the army, He's got all of the intestinal fortitude forced upon him to actually understand and be able to deal with what is coming in the army Mm -hmm. because they're not going to sit there and go, yeah, listen, you're right. You don't have to do the 10K run today. Everyone else is doing it. But listen, when we go into war, you just kick back as well because if you're not comfortable, I don't want to make you sad. So You sound old-fashioned. I am old-fashioned. I am old-fashioned. But it's the truth. I mean, it's the truth. It is if you're going to choose that. That is yeah. what's going to happen. You've got to follow rules. You've got to learn how to suck it up. You've got to learn how to get out of bed at five in the morning when you don't want to get out of bed at five in the morning and all of those things. Yeah. So, Michaela, I think you're nailing it. I definitely. I think it's fantastic. I'd like to know what our other listeners think or send us your parenting dilemmas. You can send them to tgm at mamamia.com.au, big or small, 02899 I mean, I just love the way she's structured her letter as well. I know. So she's clearly got a great sense of humour as well and if she's yeah. dealing with him with humour. I reckon your son's days. lucky to have you on his team. So do I. You're unreal. Right. We are about to talk about something that is close to my heart at the moment because my daughter is right about days away from her first day at high school. Are you okay? Let's talk about how you're feeling first. Look, it's emotional because as we've discussed in the past, I like things to be in harmony. Mm. I like the kids to be happy. I like to know that everybody's feeling good. Like that's my thing. And there's been a lot of worry and anxiety. Well, anxiety is not the right word because that overstates it. There's been a lot of understandable worry about this transition. High school is a big change from primary school, right? You're not just with this little cohort that you move through the day with. You're cast adrift a lot more by yourself. She's going to a place she doesn't know. She will only know a handful of kids going there, blah, blah, blah. So I'm nervous, but I'm optimistic. Like what I remember about high school is being nervous, but also very excited because I felt like I was going to be in some of those movies, you know, like all the movies we've grown up watching of like the kids at high school who like walk around with their books folded across their chest and they have lockers. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, I've got French now. What subject have you got? Like I I loved all that shit. So I enjoyed the like status of it. If you know what I mean, the kind of, I'm at high school now. You enjoyed the possibility of being a big kid. 
Yes. And although, I mean, obviously you're going from being the oldest, coolest kids in your school to being the smallest, dweebiest kids in your school. <laughs> but I think that that's also just life, right? You've got to learn how to roll with that. So I'm very excited for her, but a little bit nervous. Okay. And so your nerves are around... I want her to like it. I want her to thrive. I want her to meet some people who she likes who are good influences. Yeah, so that's your concern, isn't it? So this is where the bad influences come. Yeah. This is where it all kicks in. Because she's definitely, my daughter is very socially geared. That's how Mm. we describe it these days. Mm. (laughs) Instead of saying impressionable, she's socially geared. So she likes peer approval. I mean, who doesn't like peer approval, but she likes peer approval. Yeah. Just from the outset, personally, I don't think year seven's the issue. Year seven's not the year to be nervous. Year nine's the year to be nervous. Oh, great. Okay, good. So this is the fun time, I reckon. Our listeners have sent in their thoughts to help out this glorious mess community, which is really good. So let's have a look at some of those, eh? But I understand everything you're saying, Holly. Yeah, of course. It's normal, right? Here's what Alex said. I found when my kids started senior school, I was not having the same level of interaction with the school. I hear that a lot. But luckily for me, I don't have a lot of interaction with the school. (laughs) (laughs) I also don't know all of their friends or their friends' parents, but I do love it. I do think, though, I probably needed to prepare myself more than the boys did. Mm. Isn't that interesting what Alex is about preparing yourself more than her boys? Because the change was bigger for her than it was for the kids. So that probably says something. It actually says a lot. I think if you're a parent who's always been very involved in school and knows everybody and everything that's going on, it's different at high school, isn't it? Because it's like you're outside the gates rather than inside the gates. And I think for some parents that's a really scary transition. But I actually think that that's probably quite good. School needs to be kids' stuff, you know? Yeah. Friend of the show and high school teacher, Anne Stevens. You will know her talented daughters, Claire and Jessie Stevens, Andrew. Hey, she, I heard one of the girls on the ABC radio at the end of last year. She was fantastic. Yeah, they, well, they are. They're very clever kids. Yeah. Anne Stevens has done a great job. Mm. She says, talk about the differences and prepare for them by practicing packing the school bag, using a diary, etc. But more importantly, speak about it positively. The teachers will be great and practice catching buses and trains in the holidays. That's great advice. That's really, really great. Kate from Brisbane says, my advice is don't stress over who's going from their primary school and who's not and whether your kid will be in the homeroom with kids they know or they don't know. There's nothing you can do about it and your kids will pick up on your fear. It's a great opportunity to meet new people and in my experience, high schools make a huge effort to mix the kids up. This is what I keep hearing. I keep hearing that, you know, we're all nervous about our kids but what we tend to forget is that this is what high schools do and the teachers in charge of Year 7 know what they're dealing with when they see this whole group of kids with like, you know, big saucer eyes coming in. They're like, okay, we're going to make this work. So I'm going to rely on the teachers. It's Michaela Fox here. And this is my message for the podcast. I think it's a huge time of transition for both the parent and the child when moving from primary school to high school. And I think as parents, we set the tone for how they navigate and hopefully embrace the transition. Our parenting role is to meet the needs of our young people in order they grow to be independent adults with a strong sense of self. Encourage their independence while reminding them that home is a safe environment always they can return to whenever needed. 
And I would also make the suggestion to find friends with true hearts and love them long and loyally, to seek out respectful friendships, the friends that cheer you on and the ones that have your back always. Encourage your child not to be scared to try new things and more importantly, not to be afraid of failure to seek out opportunities that stretch you, to start small, expect to make mistakes, to have adventures, and to also know that failure is a bruise, not a tattoo. So to pick yourself up, embrace risks, and stay true to you. Oh, my God, I couldn't have said it better, Michaela. That's made me a little bit emotional. Yeah, it's really good, Michaela. It's really, really good. good. That idea of, like, I want my daughter, she's like, her sails are up, you know, she's going off into the world. And it's that idea of being the safe harbour. Like I just, you go out there, babe, and you slay it. And every time you fall over, you can come back here for a bit and we'll have some hot chocolate. I mean, that's literally the best thing is that home is the safe harbour. I mean, it really is a fantastic analogy. And having just our youngest one finish HSC last year, and she's great, right? She's like genuinely great. And it has not been smooth sailing. And it was not smooth sailing in, was probably smoother in year seven than it was in year 11 and 12 mm. with social groups and all that sort of business. But so before, <laughs> before year seven is not the time to be wound up about being nervous about everything because that's the exciting part. And it's yeah. really exciting for the kids because the pain's coming, but it's coming later. So this should be the exciting time to rev them up and, you know. Send them off. That's what I think anyway. To send them okay. off and prepare them as well as you can, you know. So that great advice of, you know, catch the bus or the tram or whatever, like understand what you're meant to be doing, yeah. how you dress or whatever, and then good luck. And there's a book called First Day. It's a picture book. I don't know. No, I know you're looking at me going, oh, this is a shameless plug. But it's actually. I remember it. But yeah, I thought it was for little school. It is for little school, but it's actually for big school and it's actually for parents. Like it's actually a kid talking to the parent going, you'll need a special haircut, you'll need all these different things. So like as important as it is for our kids to prepare for high school, it's really important for us as parents to prepare for high school and university as well. Nailed it. You failed it. Holly, no one is doing anything, right? And I can't do anything about it because no one has to do anything. (laughs) Right? So no one has to do any study. No one has to do any reading. I mean, they should be doing reading, but no one is doing like literally nothing. And it's killing me. You mean everybody's just literally lying around the house? Well, if you finish your HSC, you can sit around the house and do nothing, right? If you've got a kid going in like high school, for instance, why don't you just read the book? Why don't you read some of your books for next year and get ahead or whatever it is, right? So, but there's something. But you can't watch The Office all day, right? So it's like really, anyway, it's a fail. Too much leisure time. These children need to get down a pit or up a chimney or something. That's what we use. Yeah, it's a good point. They do work and they do work in the cafes or the dress shop down the road or, you know, whatevs. So there's that. But there seems to be a lot of doing nothing. And I can see the, I mean, I can see it in the reflection that I'm actually looking older than my father looks now and he's 80, right, because ah. at least he's still got hair. But so I can funny. feel that old man coming and oh. it's – anyway, fail. How about you? I have a nail Great. because I've established a new tradition with my tween. So over the years that I have worked with you, Mr. Dado, I give you a lot of shit, but you are a bit of a parenting guru for me. And you've always said to me that walking with the kids, doing things with the kids, 
you've got to be around if you want them to talk to you. If you want them to open up, you can't just be like, okay, I've got five minutes now mm, between this time and this time. Yeah. Tell me what's going on at school. Tell me what's going on with your friends. Tell me what's going on with your head. All of the things. That doesn't work. But what I'm learning about my tween, who now probably has, like every tween in the world, like more secrets than she used to have. As in, you know, more things going on in her life that I don't necessarily know about. Yeah. And sometimes I can tell that things are backing up on her and she's a bit meh. Anyway, we've established an after-dinner walk. Yes. Do you do it every night? it's light into the evenings. Not every night, but several nights a week because now it's light into the evenings. And I find that if we're just walking along with the dog and you're not looking at each other, that she is more likely to say, oh, yeah, this person said this thing to me and it's been, or, you know, oh, I'm a bit worried about that. Or did you ever do this? It's like that's when it's coming. And these little evening walks, it hasn't been going on for that long, but these little evening walks have become a very, there's something I want to keep going. Yeah. It's a really, really great idea. And it's nice at that time of night and it's not too hot and the light's pretty and I don't know, it just feels like a not a rush time, like a peaceful time yeah. to share some stuff. So I reckon might not last forever, but we've nailed I've nailed it for now. Do you think, Holly, that there it sounds like it's actually really good for you? Like it's good for your relationship, but it's like good for your peace of mind oh, as well. Definitely. Yeah. Because one of the things I find hardest about this age is that they're sort of pulling away from you, which is a really natural thing, but I just want to be with her. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you, sound, you sound like you're out of a it's high so school movie. Desperate. I just want to be with her. <laughs> but I want her to want to be with me, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. yeah. So I reckon it is a bit like that. Mia says that the teenage years are a little bit like you're the other person and he's just not that into you. Like you're the person who's going like, yeah. do you want to go out? Do you want to talk to me? Do you want to go for some pizza? They're just like, no, no, I mean, no. that's all right, but I still hold it doesn't have to be that way. It's just like your kids don't have to go through the terrible twos. Yeah. Because no, once you say, oh, my God, I've got a terrible tour or whatever it is, you've actually made the label and then you've gone, okay, so this is what they're going to be. So You're you right. Just don't buy into it. So I think the evening walks, I want to try and keep that going for as long as I can. Yeah, it's great. It's a very lovely window in the day. Yeah, beautiful. That is all we have time for on this glorious mess this week. Send us your parenting dilemmas or just tell us what you thought about the show at tgm at mamamia.com.au or join the Facebook group. And remember, if you are listening or reading anything on Mamma Mia, you're helping to fund girls in schools in some of the most disadvantaged countries in the world through our partnership with Room to Read. We're currently funding 300 girls in school every day and our aim is to get to 1,000. Find out more all about it at mamamia.com.au. Yep, it's a great idea, a great initiative. This glorious mess, Big Kids, is brought to you by Mamma Mia, beautifully produced by the inimitable Michaela Floriano. Do you like that? The inimitable. Uh, she is inimitable. Yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.